Welcome to the Civil Engineering Podcast, the podcast focused on helping civil engineering professionals succeed by exposing them to interesting civil engineering projects and successful civil engineering professionals around the world. Hosts Anthony Fasano and Christian Knutson had successful but unconventional civil engineering careers and now focus on helping civil engineering professionals achieve their goals in work and life. Welcome to the Civil Engineering Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Fasano, and this is the podcast specifically for civil engineers who want to succeed. In today's episode, we're going to talk goal setting, but goal setting in a different way than you might have thought about before. I'm going to help you to use the Pareto Principle, also known as the 80-20 Principle or the Rule of 80-20, to help you set goals that can drastically expedite your career development as a civil engineer in 2018. In fact, I'm going to give you five specific steps that you can follow to select 80-20 goals that will boost your civil engineering career this year. Really excited about it. Don't worry if you're not sure what the 80-20 rule is. I'm going to go over that shortly before I jump into these five stages. This is something I always like to talk about at the beginning of the year, especially because a lot of people do their goal setting at the beginning of the year. I just did a webinar yesterday for our private community, the Engineering Mastermind, on this same topic because I'm such a believer in the 80-20 rule. I apply it to everything, both personally and professionally, and I'm hoping to help you to do the same because it's really life-changing. So before we get into the main segment of our show and we talk 80-20, I want to take a moment to recognize our sponsor for today's episode, PPI. They are helping tomorrow's leaders achieve licensure exam success. And please be sure to listen up at the end of this episode to hear my advice on a super practical way you can advance in your career. Thanks to PPI, I also have an exclusive 20% discount available only to listeners of this podcast. So stay tuned for that. I also want to take a moment to tell you about our new Engineering Management Accelerator Workshop, which you can find at engineertomanager.com. For almost 10 years now, we've been trying to figure out how to help engineers become more effective engineering managers. And I believe we finally figured out how. And it comes down to three words, intensity, focus, and accountability. And if you enroll in our Engineering Management Accelerator Workshop, you will experience all three. I'm going to tell you more about the program at the end of the show as we are currently enrolling engineers for our next program, which starts very soon, January 23rd, 2018. And there'll be a program soon after that. So even if it's after the date, you could still go to engineertomanager.com, get some information, and enroll in the next live session. All right, now it's time to jump into the main segment of today's episode and talk 80-20 goal setting. Civil Engineering Podcast. Civil Engineering Podcast. Whether you're listening to this episode when it's published in January of 2018 or any time that you happen to listen to this episode, it doesn't matter. You can do this at any point in your career. I'm going to give you five steps to identify the best kind of bang for your buck goals that you can pursue in your career that'll drive the most advancement or the most success for you as a civil engineering professional. And we're going to do that by using the Pareto principle, also known as the 80-20 principle or the rule of 80-20. Let me explain what the Pareto principle is. And I know I talk about this a lot on the podcast episodes and the blog and our TV show and all those kinds of things, but I do it because it's important. This was an Italian mathematician back, I believe, in the 1800s who started studying the distribution of wealth in the United Kingdom. And he realized that 80% of the money in the United Kingdom 
was possessed by 20% of the people, which he thought was interesting. But then he continued to look at it over a couple of years and it didn't change. So then he decided to look at the land distribution and he discovered that it was the same thing. 20% of the people own 80% of the land. And he started looking at it in Italy and other places and he saw these recurring patterns. Now, it's not always 80-20, it could be 70-30 or 60-40, but in general, the term applies. So over time, he was able to prove this, and it became a proven principle, and you can pretty much apply it to anything in your life or in your career or your business. So for example, the engineering company that you work for, most likely, 80% of the revenue comes from 20% of the clients. And again, there could be a little bit of variation there, but for the most part, that's probably true. And from a personal perspective, The one I always tell people, which I think is funny, is that you probably wear 20% of your clothes 80% of the time. And it's for this reason that I continue to purge my wardrobe as often as I can. All right. So keeping that rule in mind, essentially what the rule boils down to is that 80% of the results that you generate in your life and in your career, they come from 20% of your actions. Now think about that statement for a minute. Out of everything you do, only 20% of the actions you take are contributing to 80% of your success. Crazy, right? So knowing that when you do your goal setting, if you focus on these 80-20 tasks, the big ones, that's going to help you succeed even quicker and better than most people. So let's dive into this here. Step number one, pick at least two 80-20 goals. I'm going to call them drivers, goals that are going to drive massive success for you. You have to identify what those are. In the end segment, I'm going to go through a couple of examples with you. But one that comes to mind right off the bat, of course, is getting your PE license if you don't have it or getting a certification that would help you to build expertise in another field if you don't have it. This can definitely drive success for you in your career. It could be one of those big 80-20 successes. All right, so how do you pick your couple of driver goals, those big 80-20 goals? Here's three things you can do. Talk to people that have been in your field longer than you and that have built up success and that have found success. Ask them what some of the things that they did that were most important for them and make a list of them. You may start to see patterns. Go online and research successful people and see what they attribute their success to. Again, just make a list or make a, open up a OneNote or an Evernote and paste everything in and you'll see if there's patterns. And lastly, as part of this step in trying to determine these big goals, consider the time, the energy, and the financial risk or burden that pursuing one of these goals may have. If you're pursuing your PE license, it's not going to be terribly expensive financially, especially if you use the discounts that our sponsor, PPI, gives, a little plug for them. But it will be costly in terms of time, right? Your time, your energy, your focus. I remember the studying process. It it takes a lot of energy. So you have to think that through. Is the benefits worth the time that goes into it? And if you're picking the right 80-20 goals, the answer is most likely going to be yes in most times. In fact, I remember when I was practicing as a civil engineer, the CEO of the firm called me up and said, we really want you to get your lead accreditation. He actually called up about a dozen engineers. And if the CEO of your company calls you and asks you to do something, I would identify that as an 80-20 action. And so that's exactly what I did. I literally the same day signed up for the exam online, got my date down, and then I went ahead, studied, and was able to pass. And it was a big deal for me and really helped me a lot. And some people didn't even end up passing it. They just took their time with it. So you got to recognize the 80-20 goals. That's step one. Select at least two 80-20 goals. Now, step two, you want to start to define your deadlines. Determine what those deadlines are, as well as deadlines for the key drivers that will help you achieve those goals. 
So what I mean by that is, let's just say that you say, I'm going to get a PMP certification. I'm going for the project management certification. I've done my research. I've talked to people. I've considered everything that goes into it. It's a winner for me. It'll help me drive a lot of success for me and my firm. First thing I would do is determine the deadline, like I said. Find out when the test is. Register. Get it on your schedule. That's getting your deadline down. Then go to your calendar and create some kind of an action plan, or in this case, it would be a study plan to help drive you towards that goal. Simple. Now, what's not simple about this step is if you have something that doesn't have a dedicated deadline, all right? And I'll talk about how you can work with that. But for example, let's say that you've identified one of your big goals as becoming a better public speaker. You think that you'll be able to do presentations for your firm. You'll be able to bring more business. It's a huge, huge winner for you, but there's no deadline on it. So you're going to need to create a deadline on it. And I'm going to tell you how to do that in a few minutes here. Step number three, define your KPIs, also known as key progress indicators. Here's where most people fail when it comes to goal setting. Even if you've gotten this far, took a lot of time making sure that you're setting the right goals, you've determined some deadlines for these goals, and then you start and you start attacking these goals. If you have one year to achieve your goal and I come up to you in month three and ask you, how are you doing? How will you answer me? How will you know how you're doing? If I say to you, how much percentage are you towards your goal right now? what would you say? You probably will all have no idea. This is something that's really important. So you need to develop some KPIs. I recommend that you do this in a simple spreadsheet and you monitor your KPIs as often as possible, weekly, no longer than monthly. Sometimes it's easier to just do it monthly. That's fine. So for example, taking the PMP certification, like I mentioned, and measuring that, let's say that you have a book that you're reviewing with, a review book, and it has, I don't know, 200 questions in it that you have to review and you have... 10 weeks until the exam. Well, then you better be answering 20 questions per week in that book at a minimum and measuring that. Or if there's assignments for a review course, you can measure that through that. Or if you're taking an online module course where you can check off the different modules, you can measure how many modules you need to have done each week. So you have to set up your KPIs. It's really, really important. And that's going to allow you to track the progress towards your 80-20 goals. Very, very important. Put good effort into setting this up the right way. It's like your dashboard. Without the dashboard, you're lost. So step number four now, build accountability into your plan. How do you build accountability into your plan? How do you hold yourself accountable? A lot of you may be doing this on your own, right? You're not doing this with a group of people. It's just you. And you're not talking with me. You're just listening to me on this podcast. So the way that you can build accountability, the best way to do it is to make a pledge to someone public pledge or pledge to your supervisor. So going back to the example that I gave before in terms of when I got my lead accreditation, I signed up for the exam and then I emailed my manager and told him that I signed up for the exam on this date. I was planning to prepare for that date. Same thing if you're doing a PMP or whatever you might be doing. This way, it's not just you and the exam anymore. It's you, the exam and your supervisor. And you might even check in with him or her regularly and say, hey, it's going well. I've been studying. I'm excited about the exam. You're putting pressure on yourself. We thrive under pressure. And it also helps you to stay on top of your goals. Now, this is extra important for these goals that I mentioned before where there's no real deadline. So like if you want to become a public speaker, you may give yourself, let's say you give yourself a year to become a better public speaker and your KPI is going to be, I'm going to do one presentation a quarter, whether it's within my firm, whether it's at my kid's school or at my church or whatever the case may be, I'm going to speak in public once a quarter. 
that's fine. However, that's useless unless you tell somebody that. Because if you don't tell anyone that, then you don't have to speak. So in that case, what I would do is I would approach my supervisor and I would say, listen, I'm, I really want to improve my public speaking skills. I'd like to put together a session on XYZ, this new technology that we're going to use. And if you do that, then you're going to be able to not only commit to that with your supervisor and he or she's going to hold you to it, but you're committing to all those people. They're going to send out an email to the firm. Anthony's doing a presentation. And I know it could be a little scary, but that positive accountability is really, really going to help you to push yourself towards those goals. Really important. That's the whole reason I like coaching because coaching provides accountability. The fifth and final step is to measure progress using your KPIs and then flex your goals accordingly. You may have established these KPIs like I'm going to speak quarterly, but you may not be on track for whatever reason. You may have got busy at work. You may have something might have happened. You might have had to pick up the slack for someone else. That's fine. But if you're measuring your progress and you're looking at the big picture every so often, weekly, monthly, whatever the case may be, every other week maybe, you're going to identify when you're off track. And if you are off track, you can then flex accordingly. Maybe you extend your goal out. That's fine. I mean, listen, if you go through this whole process and six months in, you know you're not going to make it for a year and you give yourself three more months, I'm fine with that. That's way better than what a lot of people do and they just forget about it and they just give up and they just stop. And probably most of the time is because they don't have any KPIs and they get lost. You need to check in on the big picture every so often and you need to make sure that you're on track. And if you're not, make adjustments. Okay, that's fine. Make adjustments, but then stay consistent and keep going after it. All right, so let me summarize these five steps for you here. And then I'm going to give you some examples in the next segment to close out this episode. Remember, the 80-20 rule, the basic fundamentals of the 80-20 rule is that all of your success in life and your career, 80% of your success is attributed to only 20% of your tasks. So you want to find those big, big, big tasks that are going to make the most movement for you and your firm. Step one is to pick two drivers. Pick two goals that you think are going to move you forward tremendously in 2018. To do that, ask people what worked for them. Do online research of successful people and consider the time, energy, and financial resources associated with each potential big goal. Step number two, determine the deadlines for your goals and for the key actions in those goals, whatever they might be, right? So like if you're taking an exam, the date's easy. It's the date of the exam, but there also might be a deadline of when you need to sign up for a review course. So get all those dates on a calendar so you can create your action plan. Step number three, define your key progress indicators, also known as KPIs. Put together a spreadsheet and figure out the metrics that are going to help you know that you're moving towards your goal on a regular basis. We do this extensively at the Engineering Career Coach, and we have a monthly KPI meeting. Next, step four, build accountability into your plan, whether it means getting a study partner or committing to your supervisor that you're doing something or giving a session for your entire company. Make a commitment that's going to hold you to what you said you're going to do. And then step number five is to measure the progress by using the KPIs on a regular basis, look at your progress overall, and then make changes accordingly as needed. If you follow those five steps, you're setting yourself up big time for success in your civil engineer and career moving forward. All right, so what we're going to do now is I'm going to jump in here to the end segment, and I'm going to give you a couple of very specific examples for civil engineers that you can use in applying this process. Civil Engineering Podcast. Civil Engineering Podcast. So now we're going to close this episode out just talking about a few examples of 80-20 goals for you as a civil engineering professional. But before I do that, 
I do want to again highlight our sponsor for today's episode, PPI. One of the biggest pieces of advice I can provide to engineers is to get your professional license as early as possible. It's a practical way to advance your career, earn more money, and set yourself apart. To learn more about the exams, including invaluable exam tips, check out PPI's resource centers for the FE and PE exams. It's a one-stop hub for all the information you need to register, prepare for, and ultimately pass your exam. Visit ppi2pass.com forward slash resources to learn more. Again, that's ppi, the number two, pass.com forward slash resources. And if you need exam prep materials, use promo code CIVIL on PPI's website for an exclusive 20% discount. Again, that's promo code CIVIL, C-I-V-I-L, on PPI's website for an exclusive 20% discount. All right, so let's dive into some examples of 80-20 drivers in your civil engineering career. I talked about the PE license or certifications being a big one. In a lot of firms, you need a certification to get to a certain level, like a PE to become a partner, whatever the case may be in your firm. So that could definitely be a huge driver. It's also a huge credibility boost. In a lot of places, you can't practice engineering as far as signing plans, stamping plans without your license. It gives you a bigger credibility boost to clients, and people that see you and talk with you. There's just so many benefits to getting a PE license or getting credentials. It's just huge. It's always a huge one. It will always be an 80-20 goal, as long as that credential is helpful for you. If you go and start getting a credential that doesn't really going to help you, then that's not an 80-20 goal. Another 80-20 goal might be something like you want to land a new client for your firm that results in $50,000 worth of work in the next year. Being very specific like that will be very helpful for you. Again, remember, think about how easy it's going to be to set up KPIs for that. You're just measuring the amount of money that you're bringing in through that client. But again, is that an 80-20 driver? Absolutely. I mean, obviously, it depends on the size of firm you work for. But just think about bringing in a new client that's going to generate income for your firm. It's going to look great for you. Definitely 80-20. Another new one, which is very aggressive, is adding a new service line to your firm. This is something that sounds scary and like a big job, but you can do it. I've talked to engineers before that had contacts with surveyors. And they ended up bringing the surveyor in for a meeting with the executives in the firm. And they ended up bringing the surveyor on expanding their service lines. There's no reason that you can't find a new service line out there like drones or something that you can incorporate into your company. And that's an 80-20 goal for sure. Again, that's going to increase revenue. It's going to bring some more expertise to the firm. So these are just some examples that you can tackle. And I want to let you know that, remember, we run a community for engineers called the Engineering Mastermind. And as of Engineers Week this year in February 2018, it's going to shift to be called the Engineering Management Mastermind. And we're going to be giving monthly sessions, actually, monthly web sessions that will have PDHs. And they will be a summary of our monthly content on the Engineering Career Coach. So I'm really excited about it. But the point that I'm telling you this is we provide a forum that could provide you with accountability for you as you try to approach these 80-20 goals. So please take this episode to heart. If you use the 80-20 mentality in your career, it will drive massive growth for you. So before I sign off here, remember earlier in the show, I did mention that we've created a new program called the Engineering Management Accelerator Workshop, which combines intensity, focus, and accountability. Well, it's intense because it's a five-week online program, mostly done outside of working hours. You'll focus because you'll be put on a team with other engineers. You'll be given an engineering management problem And then we'll give you five one-hour skill-building calls on skills like communication, networking, productivity, and leadership. And we'll also have coaching calls for your group. And you'll even be put in a private forum with your team and a coach, 
and you'll sprint and find a solution. Then for accountability, you'll present your solution at the end of the program to our coaches and also to your company once you are finished. This is not only accountability, but it's a huge opportunity because the problems that we give you may generate real solutions for your company while helping you become an effective engineering manager and improving your speaking skills. And this is 8020 right here. You might be able to implement an 8020 solution through our workshop that can really impact your career overall. I've met way too many engineers that haven't been able to make that engineer to manager leap, and this program is built to change that. So please visit engineertomanager.com to enroll for our next session. Spots are limited, and we sold out our last session in just a few days. Also, on the website, you will see a tab for company reimbursement where you can download a one-page PDF and some text that you can send with it to your boss in an email, and you'll probably get reimbursed. 90% of our students have. Again, it's engineertomanager.com. And if you have additional questions, feel free to contact Anthony at engineeringcareercoach.com. Our next session actually begins January 23rd, 2018. And if you're listening to this after that, our next session will already be on the website. Please remember, you can find the show notes for this episode at civilengineeringpodcast.com. Look for episode number 75. You'll find a summary of the key points discussed in today's episode, as well as links to any of the resources, websites, or books mentioned during the episode. And by the way, if you're looking for books on the 80-20 principle, all you need to know is Richard Koch, K-O-C-H. He is dynamite and he is the man. Also on our show notes page, you can leave a question in the comments section or visit the Ask Us tab on the website. We monitor all comments and will respond if you leave us one. Until next time, I wish you the best in all of your civil engineering career endeavors. Thank you for listening to the Civil Engineering Podcast. Be sure to visit civilengineeringpodcast.com where you can listen to past episodes and also submit your project to be featured on the show. We also invite you to visit our main website at engineeringcareercoach.com and download a free three-part video series created specifically for engineers to help you best utilize LinkedIn for networking, improve your communication and speaking skills, and also help to develop your leadership abilities. Now is the time to engineer your own success. 